So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm glad to be like talking to you this time. Like <laughs> not that not that Miss M wasn't a great co-host and everything, sure. but I'm I am glad you're back. I'm glad to be back, although I will admit that I did not listen to the podcast while I was away because internet was an issue, just as I thought it would be. So I didn't even watch the show. So I spent like, what is it, almost five hours watching 90 Day Fiance this morning trying to get caught up so we could record and I would and I would know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and we can see. But yeah, so I guess we're going to get your fresh perspective, not tainted by the things that I said the past two weeks of what's going on oh, with everybody. Yeah. yeah, it really wouldn't be anything. But uh, something that I noted was I was very surprised and pleasantly surprised at Bilal's reaction to the demands in the prenup. Uh, yeah, I was – I'm yes and, yes and no about that because mm-hmm. I think he's like – well, no, because I mean, the only thing he agreed to was the one that he knows can't legally be enforced. Like, you can't legally enforce in a prenup that we're going to have a baby. So he's like, right. oh, yeah, sure, we'll put that in there. Fine. Yeah, go ahead. Well, right? I mean, it makes her feel better, right? And then. Yeah, the that's whole- what I'm saying. As long as it's like, once I got your. All I need you to do is sign on the dotted line. Because he also was like, I don't really feel like we have to put the business stuff in there. Just know that I'll support you. Oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> that sounds okay, right? I, I intend on supporting you. Which is like, yeah, what you intend to do and what you don't do at the end of the day is is it. But I feel like she was already giving him like, you know, basically everything you wanted. And here's a couple of things I'll put in there for show. And he's like, OK, sure. Sounds yeah, good. Awesome. sure. Yeah. OK, so let's go ahead and get started off with them, because then okay. his sister and just like this family. What is it with this family? I oh hate God. this family, yes. Bilal is trying to convince his daughter Zayna to include him in a TikTok video. So after an awkward dance, Bilal checks in with Zayna on her feelings about the wedding and Shida. Zayna says it's nice to see him happy and if it's good for him, it's good for her. Shida is busy polishing mirrors because they're planning on having the wedding at the house and so she's just preparing for the event. Nefertari, uh, Bilal's sister, is around to help out, and she has made Shida's wedding dress because she's a fashion designer. So Shida doesn't have much of a reaction when she sees the dress, and it ends up that she had sent Nefertari a sample of a picture that she wanted, and Nefertari had basically completely ignored it because she says that customers don't really know what they want, and it's pretty clear that Shida is disappointed. Okay, so the dress we're looking at is basically a beaded muumuu with some lace 
and a lot of ruffles. Yeah, yeah. it's very square. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, it's very square. So Nefertari notes that even though Shida wanted something more fitted, she thought more room, basically zero shape, was better. Shida describes it as an old lady dress. Nefertari defends her design, saying she's never seen Shida wear fitted clothing before, so she just thought the bigger the better. Shida says she was going for modestly sexy. So she's pretty much close to tears as Nefertari tells her she's going to go get the veil and to close her eyes one more time for another surprise. And then Nefertari comes back with the real dress because apparently Bilal's family thinks punking Shida on national TV multiple times in the season will somehow win over the audience. Shida is smiling out of relief and she can genuinely say that she loves the dress. Shida says no more pranks before the wedding because her heart just can't take it. Shida's sisters are in town for the wedding. Her sister Nisa thinks that American men are too cocky, and Tia thinks that Bilal is definitely sure of himself. Shida brings up the prenup, which doesn't sit well with either sister. Uh, Shida shares with them that, you know, she felt like she won because uh, of the inclusion of building her business and agreeing to a child before 40. So Shida says she's still trying to figure out if she's really prepared for this whole alpha male, strong personality (laughs) Bilal. But, you know, the wedding's coming up either way. All right. So uh, I guess I wasn't around for it, um, but... Do you think that this was a win for the whole prenup? No, I don't. I, I, I was, you know, it kind of put it there. And like we both last week were very, very upset at the way we felt Bilal's mom manipulated her oh, into, yeah. into believing this, into going with this. Oh, you should oh, just end the sure. whole, the neck that turns the head stuff. We're like, no, 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 out out we're done this is ridiculous right i remember watching that and being like why is she going along with the mom and also i just feel that it's suspicious anyone who is connected with bilal is 100 yeah. percent going to have his back i think that she shouldn't have seeked advice from his mom maybe her mom would have been a better source of uh, advice for you know someone who's looking out for her because it was pretty clear that Bilal's mom was not looking out for Shida. No, Bilal's mom was looking out for Bilal, and yeah. you have to expect her to do that. Like it's, right. that's just you know how it works. I just it's yeah, and so I don't know how much it is fair, um, and I don't know if fair is the right word because that's what I was saying. I'm not sure without the details of it. We don't get the details of it because it's you know production not showing us what they want to not show us. Um, we don't know how much of the I'll support your business stuff is actually in the prenup. Right. And how much of the I support your business. Like last – like before, he wanted to support the business by still taking 50% of everything she made. Right. But him keeping 100% of everything he made afterwards because he provided the seed money. Like yeah. that's not fair. And if that's what it ended up being as him supporting her business, then it's still not fair. Right, right. right. No, I agree because I kind of took it to mean that the resolution was that uh, he was going to help fund her business, like the seed money, but then she got to keep it afterwards. Yeah, and and then if that's the resolution, that's fine. Right. It's not, that's still not ideal. Um, Yeah. It's still fine because then you come with things like that. It's like, can you go, okay, well, now we're competitive, right? It's a competition over who can make the money because if, if I have to come home from work, because the kids are sick and take home with the kids and lose that money. Well, that's money I'm never getting back. Mm-hmm. 
right? That And that's how it goes for marriage stuff. Who had to be home for the cabinet installers to get there? Well, that person lost that money and is not getting it back and they're not – you know what I'm saying? It's still a, it's still not quite fair to just go, you keep yours and I'll keep mine um, in situations like that because then you're going to fight over that. Well, I can't take off from work. I can't lose that money. I need that money. Well, I just kind of felt like – he was forecasting his or predicting his own, like, just um, being spiteful because they were kind of talking about, you know, what exactly was being protected. And she said, well, you know, if we're building a business on my brand, on my image, my stuff, and you want to, you know, take that from me, you know, if you, things to go wrong, it's just like, but why would he want that? He's not a yoga guy. Who cares? Like, right. let her have it. Except for half the money. I mean, he, it seems to me like what he wants most out of everything is he wants to almost build up like he's a, he's scared she's going to leave, right? He's scared it's going to be another failed relationship. So make it a relationship that she can't financially afford to get out of. Right. Right. Like make it make it so that she doesn't get anything. Make it so that she has no access to that stuff. Make oh, it I don't like that. that. She only gets to succeed by my gregariousness and how much I'm willing to support her. Because he, it, oh, if you talk to him, does he believe this yoga business is going to make any money at all? He absolutely does not. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks whatever you can do your little hobby thing, and then you, we all know that I'm going to at the end of the day be the one supporting you. And then you know if you're going to lose all that when we break up, then hmm, I guess you have to make a decision then, won't you? Like me, this is me being condescending below. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't like that at all because I, I, I have to agree that that's what the setup definitely looks like. And that's just a crappy situation for anyone oh, yeah, to be in. Awful. It's awful. Yeah. Just like playing a prank on someone with their wedding dress. Uh, for, what, it, how does it even classify as a prank? I don't and understand. The great lengths. To go to it. Now, they didn't really quite say where that original prank dress came from, and they definitely alluded to the fact that it was somehow holding sentimental value. So I hope she didn't have to make a prank dress for this. But it's the same thing as Bilal pranking her, you know, with his childhood home. It's Mm -hmm. like, the reaction can be very offensive, you know, especially when you tell them, oh, this is just a joke. It's like, what are you trying to get out of this exactly? Yeah, it's just – and that's what I don't get. It's like it's just a joke. I mean, first of all, it's the same prank. It's not even a different prank. It's the yeah. same prank, right? They didn't even think of a inventive new prank. And it's like, yes, yes. It's like, haha, here's this joke dress. But if you treat it like it's a joke, I'm going to be mad at you because I'm sentimentally attached to it. Like right. then it's not a joke. If they are not allowed to be reactive towards it, then it's not a joke. The whole point of a joke is that it's something that's unacceptably bad, right? right. That, that they're given. It's you know it, it defies their expectations in a way that's you know is going to offend them and see what they do. But to be like, if you're offended at the shit I offered you, I'm also upset because that was my shit that I love. Yeah, to me, like a joke is something that is very, very obviously and clearly a joke. Right. Like if she if her reaction to it isn't oh it's a joke, isn't it? Come on. Like show me yeah. the real one. Right, exactly. Because like the house, the dress, those are all passable as real living abodes and clothing. So I don't understand why these people think that's funny. Right. Because both of them do the wrong thing. Both of them were, hey, I'm a huge asshole. Right. That was the that was what they didn't quite get that's what it was. Like the right. house was you've been lying to me about how much money you've had you have. That's what she read with the house. Not the house is terrible right. as much as her initial reaction was, you've been – you're full of shit. You've been lying to me, mm-hmm. right? 
And the dress was the same thing. It wasn't like this particular dress is ugly, which it was. Oh, yeah. But it was like, I gave you specific things that I wanted. You just ignored them all. Right. Like, that's why she was upset. It wasn't like it went beyond like this dress is ugly. It was like, why did you not listen to anything I wanted? Right. And also go calling me fat. Yeah. Like, that's also fun. That's the right. point where she should have been like, oh, okay. Like when she was, she was like, well, I took it out because you're gaining a little weight. I'd have been like, all right, no, no, that's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> all right. So going to other jokes, but more things. It's, I have two weddings. So I'll start with one of them. So it's the day of the wedding for uh, – it's and Benny is starting off a day by giving his future father-in-law a shape-up. And Avi's trying to help but really just getting really close to messing that haircut up very bad. So Fred is not just there for the haircut. He's also there to help um, to help Benny get ready for the wedding. So they're going to get married to a Jewish temple. And this is kind of a compromise since they had Avi baptized in um, an Orthodox church. So now the wedding's going to be in a Jewish place. So he asks Fred while they're sitting there for permission to marry Ari. And he giggles because it's like the last minute. And he's like, really? This is what we're doing now? Okay. <laughs> Yes, you have my permission. So then we switch over to Ari and she's getting ready too and talking to her mom how about about how 90 days just isn't enough time. Oh, God. But at least she says to plan and organize a wedding and not to decide oh. if we want to get married. Right. So which it, it that that is true. But they yes. also talk about how Benny's sisters are going to be zooming into the wedding, which um, Ari was against at first, you know, because of all the wine throwing and stuff. But – she relented because they mean so much to Benny. So then we see Benny FaceTiming with his family before he goes out to the wedding, but nothing notable happens. No wine, no come back to Ethiopia is nothing like that. Everybody's all smiles and congratulations. So then he gets Avi in into his cute little tux and they're off. We switch back to Ari in the wedding dress and now she looks like a princess. As they say, you look like a princess. Blah, blah, blah. And she has a weird headband. It's definitely an Ari style dress. Um, and everyone gets set up for the ceremony. So then at the wedding, which, you know, the wedding, always one of the more uneventful scenes we see of the couple all season long. Because everything goes fine. You know, Ari gets walked down the aisle by her parents. Um, they actually explain some of the customs, like the circling around each other to Benny. And they have their vows all written. And of course, it being a Jewish wedding, Benny enthusiastically breaks the glass at the end. After everything is done, Janice and Fred are happy from them, even though it wasn't clear if his day was ever going to come. Benny now breathes a sigh of relief that he knows now where things are going. He's here to stay in America. So he takes her outside and spins her around a bunch of times and throws her in the air before they get in the car and drive off. All right. So, I mean, this wedding's over, but this is a rocky relationship. Do you think he really is here to stay or do you think this could go south pretty quickly? Uh, I mean, they have a very volatile relationship, so yeah, it could go south very quickly. But I think the thing that they're going to do is they're going to keep trying uh, because of Avi, mm -hmm. you know? And I do think that they're going to have highs and lows because we've already seen highs and lows. They're just a volatile couple in a lot of ways, but they'll always keep trying, I feel. Yeah, that, that I guess that's true. I mean... I <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like if if she's been as upset as she's been, we've seen her, right? Especially mm -hmm. the part where he had like all the people in the house partying or whatever. Then, yeah, like if that didn't do it, then I don't know what would. Um, but yeah, I think it's just right. going to be bouncing up and down between. I, but the thing is, it, it doesn't. The highs don't even seem that high. That's what I don't understand. 
Like they seem no, like they go from they don't. I'm worried things are going to go terribly to things are going terribly right now. Like that's all, that's those are the two extremes. Right. And you're not wrong on that. But I also feel that the highs are maybe more subtle because she'll even talk about it like the highs to her is just seeing Benny be a good father to Avi, Mm -hmm. you know, and to her, that's what's worth it is keeping the family together, um, seeing their relationship, seeing Avi like enjoy having both his parents there. But, you know, it's they're not incredibly a demonstrative couple in any way. They're just, yeah, that's true. you know, just kind of there. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's true. I don't know. It just seems like also that's a really low bar because his like taking <laughs> care is. of Avi is like playing with him. Right. Like, which is like, who doesn't know who doesn't play with a baby every now and then? That's crazy. If it's just around all the time. Right. It's like. I'm- this is like the easy part. I'll be I'll be honest. This is the in terms of like having to keep it together and figure out what you're gonna say and how you're gonna like actually raise your kid. Like this is like play with them, feed them, change them, get them their nap. This is the this is the easy part to figure out. I guess so. I mean, I'm kind of impressed by Binyam. Like when I saw the episode, the last episode when he was like using a sewing machine and like making these clothes, I was like, what? I was like, this guy, he's got talents. Right. But he he's he's a very interesting person to me. I don't think I could be in a relationship with someone like Binyam just because of the whole avoiding conflict thing is just way too like annoying yeah. to deal with in a relationship. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely but yeah, just he's like, interesting. I mean, yes and no. Like I, I feel like he does a lot of interesting things, but doesn't yes. necessarily have a lot of interesting thoughts. That yeah, that's true. He but he's a person of many talents, and I find that to be interesting. Yes. So I can yes. see how she is originally attracted to him, right? Because people are attracted to you know people who have varied interests and you know something interesting to talk about. And maybe she just thought at the beginning like, oh, it's the language thing. That's why he doesn't have a lot to say. Right. Right. But yeah, she was into. He's a musician who does backflips and stuff. Like that's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like well, I said, I mean, the wedding always like mildly interesting. I thought – I mentioned it in the summary. I thought her like head thing was a little weird but different. But a very her is what I kind of thought. I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. She would wear that yeah. at her wedding. Absolutely. That is that is an Ari dress. <laughs> right, right. It was it was very them. So, well, another wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, my group mostly was in preparation for weddings this week. So next up we have is Jabri and Miona who are in California. Uh, They have decided to get married uh, in Joshua Tree and move there. So it's the day before the wedding and it's raining, which is making Miona nervous. She's worried about the details of the wedding because she says it's her vision, like it's her brand. Uh Jabri is impressed by Miona's resourcefulness at finding the venue. Reverend Grams is in the house, and Jabri is excited that his grandma is there to support them and marry them. Jabri has a talk with his grandma, who reveals that his parents were hesitant for him to get married, which is really affecting Jabri. He's still going to move forward because he's doing what he thinks is right. Reverend Grams thinks that he's as ready as he'll ever be for marriage. Jabri wonders if his parents will be there to surprise him, and Reverend Graham tries to keep his expectations low. Jabri's feelings are hurt because as a mother, he believes that she should stop and drop and do everything to be at the wedding. 
Jabir video calls his mom as a last ditch effort to try to get his mom to come. He offers to, you know, buy her a quick ticket so that way she can be there. And she says that she can't. Mahala says she feels sad and hurt because the decisions Jabri and Miona have made have created emotional distance, so she feels a need to protect her heart because she really does want to be there. Mahala is upset she doesn't get to be there, but claims she didn't have a choice. Jabri says he understands and asks her if he has her blessing. She says she supports him and wants him to be happy, and she eventually says that she blesses the wedding, even if she didn't bless how this all went down. Jabri is really hurt that they're not going to be there. All right, so why do you think Mahala really isn't going to be there? Because through this whole conversation, I was so confused. It's like, what do you mean she doesn't have a choice? Yes, that that pissed me off is when she said I had no choice. It's like you certainly right. did have a choice. And as a th- and you still do. It hasn't happened and it yet. It hasn't happened yet. And that's especially because that's like therapist talk. She's supposed to be a therapist. If you ever yeah. – anytime you say to a therapist, I didn't have a choice, they're going to be like, I'm going to stop you right there. You had a choice. Like you made right. a choice and you did it. But don't tell me you didn't have a choice because you did, especially when he offers to pay for it. Like what is right. physically stopping you? From getting on a plane tomorrow. That is what I was confused about. It's like, what do you mean you don't have a choice? I'm still kind of confused why you said that you can't be there in the first place. Because at the very, very beginning, they definitely use the excuse, well, this is a last minute wedding. Like, we can't, you know, put together the money and, you know, whatever, take the time off and, you know, whatever, whatever, and to go to this random wedding you guys just threw together. And that's how it started off by them saying, like, we're not going to be there because you guys failed to plan. Right. And so they did, they did blame it on the failure to plan. But now, you know, it's really coming down to the wire and Jabri is offering to buy a ticket. You know, I'm assuming it's the weekend, so they're not working. It's like, what exactly is preventing you at this point? Right. And I couldn't figure it out. Like, I, it, there was nothing. There's nothing preventing you from doing it except for your own spitefulness and your idea of it. Like, oh, I have to teach him a lesson and this is the consequence mm-hmm. of his actions that I can't be at the wedding. And so any right. solution that gets me to this wedding isn't letting him suffer the full consequences of making his stupid choices is like the best I could come up with. That That's what I think she was kind of thinking in her head mm-hmm. is like that. But it's just like it's so dumb. Like given the choice between missing your – like. Uh, yeah, it just seems like you – it seems like I can't imagine a lot of worlds where you regret not going to the wedding. I can't imagine I regretted going. Right, right. right. That's weird. Like, oh, I wish I hadn't gone to that wedding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you did, you wasted what like a, a day. What a waste of time going to that wedding. Two days, somebody else's money. Like, and, and you give them a hard time about it later. But she's just like thinking in terms of, no, 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 I didn't make that decision. He did. He's the one. Right. Who, he's the reason I wasn't at the wedding. When at that point, that's off the table. Like he offered to fly you to the wedding. You can't say it was the cost. Um, and maybe I don't know. It's just especially because, and I went with this, you know, with Miss M when we talked about it. I was like, and you would definitely agree with me on this. If it had to happen, I could be anywhere mm-hmm. in the world in forty-eight hours. Yeah. Right. If it had to happen, if you're like, so this is a, it's a thing that's going on and you, if you regret it for the rest of your life, if you miss it, I could be there on the entire planet, let alone within the country. She doesn't even need a passport. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't understand why she's still being so stubborn about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still very unclear as to where they're actually living because like it was like weird. They're like, we found a venue and now actually we found a place to live and we're living at the venue. This is something we brought up. I had talked about last week, but I didn't get to talk to you because I didn't. And now it's a Airbnb that they're living in and renting. I was very confused as to what order they got this Airbnb and for what purpose is going on. Yeah, here. I don't think the venue is at the house. Yeah, I thought he said that last time. He's like, oh, we have a venue and actually we're going to live there. Did he? you think he just meant at Joshua in, in the town? Yeah, I think so. I think he said that uh, the Airbnb they got is close driving distance to the venue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, – I'm very, very confused about this whole thing because it's not <laughs> – I, I don't understand why they had to move there specifically. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. Well, the whole thing is very odd. Like the episode before, I know, you know, you all talked about it before, but – the fact that his parents kicked him out, but not really kicked him out. Like, him Jabri, out why did, yeah. yeah, Jabri, why did you think that you could live there forever? You know, and it was like, his mom even said, well, yeah, we said the end of the year. And he's like, well, that's like the end of next month. And she's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So we were kind of wondering what the plan was because the date is approaching quickly that we had discussed. Right. And way he's like, oh, now. you're kicking me out. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, goodness. What's well, also just like, it just, I mean, you're the California person, but it just seems to me if like it's the I'm going to use my East Coast equivalent here is like if your girlfriend was like, we need to move to Miami. We need to move to Miami. And you're like, all right, all right, all right. We'll move to Jacksonville. And you're like, that's not Miami. <laughs> like, what are you doing? No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. Joshua Tree is definitely kind of out there. Yeah. Um, and, it's a couple hour drive right. to L.A. Yeah. And so, so whatever you're mm. doing, I mean. Granted, it's closer than the 24 out, 23 hour drive they had to take from like Rapid City to get there. But it just yeah. seems like, well, if you're going to, like, why go there and just stop? Like, uh, I mean, we made it into the state, so that's good enough, right? Like, it's right. a big state. It's not going to help you. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's get my other wedding. So the wedding for Eve is getting closer, and she's getting a manicure with her friend Rochelle. Things have been going a lot better since Muhammad had that chat with his mom, which apparently at this point was only like two days ago. Mm -hmm. So she talks to the manicurist about how things are going, especially with his like reproposal, which sits well with Rochelle because that's a big rock on that ring. So Rochelle asks if, if Eve has cold feet and she admits that before yesterday, things were getting pretty dicey and she was unsure about going through with the wedding. Rochelle thinks that Eve should not marry a guy just because one gesture and that doesn't make up for all the other stuff he pulled before. So she warns Eve not to get sucked into any in the, into this fairy tale she has in her head and to actually see things for how they are. And, you know, you should feel like his wife and not his sponsor. So all she knows is about – and, of course, Rochelle knows a lot about breaking off engagements since she describes herself as once being a runaway bride who broke off engagement the day before the wedding. So – you know, she she knows what it takes to have that kind of conflict. So then we jump forward to the wedding day, which was probably about two, three weeks after that. And we're at this castle. So Eve tells us she still has concerns about how different they are from each other. But, you know, things have been better. And Muhammad is just excited to be able to call use the word wife now. So the guests start arriving and we see Muhammad and his, foe, his friend Rafay from the mosque praying before the ceremony. 
So I would prefer to have a Muslim ceremony, but he's taking his mom's words to heart and doing what Eve wants on this one. So Eve is doing her own hair and makeup, and then Rochelle comes in to lend a hand and offer reassuring words. So she gets into her dress and is worried that nervous that Muhammad's going to think it's too revealing. So then Theron comes in and puts on his suit for the wedding. Hey, she says he understands what's going on and is very excited. I mean, he obviously is excited because he keeps saying, I'm so excited during this whole scene. <laughs> that brings us to the ceremony. So Eve comes out with her father and Theron, who got sick of wearing the suit before the wedding and is now just in a shirt that says Legend of Awesome. But <laughs> Eve's been his mom for a long time and she just takes it all in stride and is like, that's fine, whatever. So, but other than that, the ceremony goes off fine, even if it does include a sand ceremony, which just like in real life takes an annoyingly long amount of time with everybody's back <laughs> to the wedding. Um, and anyway, and at the wedding, we get some of the reception where Muhammad gets pretty into his traditionally Arab, Arab dancing. So we also see a montage of Muhammad doing some Eve stuff like shouting yoga and stuff, although notably he's not doing any shouting on the yoga. But anyway, he's being more open to the things after his change of heart. So the squad, though, you know, they say they hope it lasts, but seem to be pretty doubtful. All right. So we've kind of seen her parade of friends come through. And what? how do we think of Rochelle's, like, I don't know, view and how she acted this whole time, at least? I hate this group of friends. I, I terrible, really don't. They? I do not like them. And I think part of it has to do with their insistence of being called the squad. Can we just not? <laughs> yeah, We're like 40 something year old ladies. Like, quit calling yourself a squad. It, yeah, like, nobody who self identifies as a squad should is a squad. Like, that's not. No. We're done with this. Oh, Stop this. gosh. Yeah, I just – I don't like that. And it's like Eve keeps on referring, oh, the squad? Like, oh, you don't like the squad? It's like, no. You kind of sound like some weird mafia when you refer to yourself as yeah. the squad. And they're just, they're just, I mean, obviously, they're all just so super judgy about like everything. And like – and I, it's just hard because I think it was mostly her eyebrows, mm -hmm. mostly her eyebrows and, the, and probably the amount of work she's had done. But the way I put it is Rochelle reminds me of the mean boss that's keeping the girl in the rom-com from getting together with the guy at the end. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know, the demanding boss that she's working for that is just that taking over her life. Like, that's Rochelle. That looks like right. she could play that role. Well, I just – I find them to be incredibly disrespectful. Sure. Like, they're just so confused. Like, how did we ever offend Muhammad? You know? And it's just like, all right. And then they go to the wedding. They have heard extensively from Eve about how she has to dress differently and how she is worried about this wedding dress. And what does the squad do? They come to this wedding boobs out. It's like, It was like the goodness. one had like a window just to see her boobs. It was like a nice fine dress. It's like, hold on. My dress needs a window right over my cleavage. <laughs> like we just need a window right across the middle so you can just see my tits. Like that's what we need. Yes. Oh my gosh, there was so much side boob and cleavage and it's just like, oh my gosh, can you please put on something a little bit more modest? They paid big money for those boobs. They have to show them off. <sighs> on national television, right? Yes. So they're just so ridiculous. And I I don't blame Mohammed. I am actually very surprised. I, I don't remember. They're all starting to meld together if it was this episode or the last episode. But where, you know, they ask like, oh, d uh, do you like us? And he's like, no. <laughs> I 
just like, good for you for being honest. It's a little weird. I definitely think it is not the American way to be so honest like that. It's also pretty weird to just be like, do you like us? That's like what middle school like girls do. Oh, <laughs> do you think we're mean? Huh? What do you think about us? Like that's some stupid like teenager drama way of interacting with people. That's the last time you asked, do you like me? Like, yeah. You kind of you take cues or whatever. And because because that's what they do, they literally intentionally needle him. Like yes, what questions are going to offend like him them. the most? What's going to get him to be angry? Let's just ask him right. those. And it's like, yeah. that just makes you an asshole. Like, and then when they get confronted about it, they're all like shocked and confused. Yeah. Like, what? I didn't, know, like, what? I didn't think that was being disrespectful. Yeah. I was just being curious. It's like, were you? Yeah, we all know that. Like, stop this. That to me, that's gaslighting, right? That is, mm-hmm. we all know that's not what you were doing. Everybody here knows it. And you're saying something that we all know is true is false. Um, yeah. So, and I don't like that they justify their assholery by saying, well, we just care about Eve. Yeah. We just want to keep her protected. Oh, so you being an asshole to her partner is going to do that? All right. Yeah, I don't see how that works either. Like, all right. So how do you, how long do you think Muhammad's change of, you know, perspective, change of, change of, you know, approaching this is going gonna, is gonna to pan out? Until he gets his green card. <laughs> well, is he going to change and be, go back to being like, you can't be alone with the plumber. I don't want you drinking any wine. Or is he just going to be like, or is he just going to nope out once his green card's in? I, I think he's just going to bounce like once the green card's here. Like he'll probably try control the situation and tell her what to do. And as soon as she's like, no, and he can get out of there, he's out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it, how it, I that, see it. That was the thing too, is it was like, they kind of left the green card stuff out of it, but that. Part of that conversation of his mother just being like, shut up and do what she wants. Right. Right. I feel like there may have been a little the less of that part until you get your green card after they yeah. up, they cut out. Like, look, you're there for the green card. Just shut up for two years and get it. Like it's it's part of the gig. Do it. Right. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh so let's go ahead and move on to uh Patrick and Thais, who are in Miami. This is three days before the wedding. One of Patrick's friends is hosting a boat party, which Thais just really isn't feeling. She doesn't want to be around people that she doesn't know. and She's kind of tired of just being schlepped around from location to location. She also thinks that they should be working on their relationship since her dad has made her have doubts. And now she's not sure if she wants to marry Patrick. A limo rolls up to pick up Patrick and Thais. Thais is actually very impressed by the yacht. Patrick's friends warn Thais not to break his heart as they toast their marriage. Thais then gets some one-on-one time with one of the friend's wives, Tammy, who is excited about the wedding. Thais is feeling anxious about the wedding, so she decides to vent to Tammy, telling her that it's difficult her family isn't there. She then complains about Patrick making decisions without consulting her. Thais tells Tammy that her dad doesn't like Patrick and is trying to get her to move back to Brazil. She says that she wants to marry Patrick, but she respects her dad and his opinions more than she wants to marry Patrick. Tammy just says it's hard. (laughs) Tammy says that breaking Patrick's heart early is better than going through with it and then forcing Patrick to go through yet another divorce. Later, Patrick and Thais have a date night so that they can talk. She tells him she feels like he hasn't changed like he said he would, and she isn't asked before he makes decisions. Patrick defends himself, saying that she doesn't have to say yes and he can do things alone. She says she wants to have a voice, but he doesn't listen, and they need to decide things as a couple. She says that once they're married, John needs to leave the house immediately. 
Patrick says, no, he'll give him three months. She says that he always says no when she wants something. And he just and he says just with this because it's just more complicated with family. To make a point, Thais says her dad should come live with them. And Patrick says, okay. okay. <laughs> but, but he also points out that her dad probably wouldn't want to. Thais wonders if Patrick wants to get married or just not lose her. Patrick straight up asks if she still wants to get married. And she says, it's not simple. It's now one day until the wedding and they're driving to Orlando in awkward silence. Patrick later suggests that he video calls Thais's dad to try and smooth things over. He wants to explain how he feels about Thais, and he hopes that if her dad comes around, maybe Thais will feel more sure about getting married. So they video call, and Patrick asks for Carlos's blessing for the wedding, and Carlos just straight up says no, that he doesn't agree with this wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else they were expecting. Like... Um, I think, and th- and to be honest, I feel that this is the first parent that has really kind of come out and been like, no, right? We always suspect like, oh, that parent does not like, you know, this couple or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they always end up going, saying some, even if it's caveated, like, you know, oh, well, as long as you're happy and they don't hurt you and treat you well, then yes, I approve. You know, but every time we get parental approval, this is the first time that the parent is like, nope, and that's it. So, I mean, I would say the other one that was like this was, um, I had to look up their names, Brett and Daya. His mom did not go to the wedding. Oh, right. Yes, you're right. And that you know, from a long time ago, but like, yeah, but he was old enough and established enough. He was like, oh, it does, I'm not asking permission. I'm just right. doing it. And if I'm inviting you. And she's like, well, I don't agree with it. So I'm not going to go. Right. I mean, she eventually came around, especially, you know, you kind of almost have to when the when the grandkids start rolling in. Right. 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 Well, and especially once the grandkids roll in. And that was a, a long time ago. <laughs> like that they've, that they've been there. It's like, OK, well, this isn't a sham, obviously. Like, she's not right. just here for a green card and is going to bounce as soon as she gets it. Like, all the things you were worried about have proven wrong. Sure. I, I wonder a little bit how much of this is that he doesn't like Patrick specifically or he doesn't like that Patrick lives in America and this means that Thais is not going to come back. Because if Patrick was a local boy, I wonder if he would feel differently. No, he, I, I, don't, I don't think it's... Patrick specifically at all. And he says, like, I'm worried about blah, blah, blah. But I don't believe any of that. I believe he's mad Thais is moving to America. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. That He's mad. He wants her to live in Brazil. And if she's married to him, he won't. she won't live in Brazil. And that's the end of the story. Right? Because yeah. I, Patrick was kind of going f- for norms, right? One of those things that this is really a question you're not supposed to say no to. Right. Yeah. Right? At least and in it's, America, it's harder right? to say it to somebody's face than it is to kind of yes. like put it out there and it's a thing. Like, I don't think you should do it. So I think he was kind of like, well, let me put some social pressure on him. And he was just like, no, because there's a certain point where you have you're past all your fucks to give where like, I don't care what kind of social pressure you're putting on. I'm allowed to say no. And I'm going to. No. Yeah. Like, right. And, and, and I did. They don't think he was that far gone. But like. As much as you heard the dude talk about how anti the wedding he is, like mm-hmm. you have to suspect this was a possibility, or was he just was this just like his hail mary? Like maybe it's got a one in five chance of working. I'll try it. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, this couple is not obviously terrible for each other, but at the same time, this is probably one of my more frustrating couples that I feel because it's like the same problems they were having from day one are the exact same problems yeah. that they are having now. They have resolved absolutely nothing other than saying things are going to be different and saying things are changing, but they're not. And so quite honestly, it's just like these people really shouldn't be together. No, no, no. And I, yeah, I don't think this is one of the couples. We have plenty of couples where one or both are of worse. them are awful people. Right. Like, like neither of these two people, I think we could say this, I'll say this now, neither of these two people are going to be at the bottom of our, oh, no, of our power no. rankings, right? They're not. Well, maybe Thais, just because I don't like her. She'll be lower, but I mean, yeah. look, look at the list again. She'll be higher than you right. think, I think. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> but, um, but like that said, they're just, they just don't work well together. Like they just mm -hmm. do not approach life the same way. They do not approach relationships the same way. And it just, yeah, you're right. It's going to cause so much friction that they're just going to be like, well, because he doesn't even realize when he's doing the things that make her mad. Like he doesn't get right. it. Right. And that's so annoying, too, because he's just like, oh, well, you don't have because I think he really I think he's one of those people that, you know, when you when they get mad about something, doesn't think about it in the bigger context. He thinks about it like what exactly triggered this? Oh, the boat party. Well, you didn't have to go to the boat party. It's like, no, 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 you're not getting. Yeah what the thing is even though you you know you say you committed it's like you didn't discuss this with her at all it's just like well i'm gonna answer for me you can either join or not join right it's like that's not that's, really the issue and that's not real how couples like work right no. And because now it's like well if she had something else she wanted to do with you that's off the table because you committed to this boat party right and right yeah, yeah it's and so and she doesn't get it but her way of like Getting back and trying to be like, well, let me show you what you're doing isn't really demonstrative at all because she picks super big things. Like mm -hmm. his things are like little things that make up a pattern of this is something you're always doing. And right. it frustrates me. And she's just like, your brother needs to move out. Like, he just doesn't <laughs> see the connection. Like she's trying to make no, that as a connection doesn't. between, oh, don't you see how this is frustrating? And he yeah. just does not see that connection at all. Like. Right. Yeah. And then he's and then she tries to turn it around like, oh, well, why don't we have our dad? And he's like, OK. Yeah. It's like, like, oh, this gosh. Is this is this is bad. Although it is unreasonable. Like, OK, so kick him out next week. That that works. I was like, oh. I know. And it's not complicated because he's family. It's complicated because it takes a little while to find a place to live. I know. Yeah. And it's also kind of messed up. Yeah, like, it is. It is. And that I, whole situation is messed there's, up. There's something other – there's something else going on there. The way he mm -hmm. kept like saying, but it's more complicated and it's not that simple. I can't just uh, – there's something else going on there that mm -hmm. like I'm pretty sure they're hiding from national TV audience, right? The sure. Sure. I mean – it could even be as simple as John just can't afford to live by himself. Could be, yeah. Or, you know, just can't afford like a place, the place that's that he's at. not yeah. going to be, you know, unreasonable. So. All right. So speaking of unreasonable, Emily. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Emily and Kobe are setting the tables for their wedding tomorrow. And afterward, they're going to what more or less looks like a rehearsal dinner at Emily's grandma's house. So Kobe tells us that this past week, you know, since temperature has gotten here, you haven't gotten to talk about temperature yet. So 
Oh, gosh. Uh, yes. That's the dumbest <laughs> name. Why? Why? I, I said it before. The frustrating part is he doesn't know why. How is this guy your friend? You don't know why they call him temperature. Like, I don't Oh my gosh. Plus it's super long. Like you would think like if anything, temp. Temp. Yeah. Tem. Yeah. Tempo. Even like even I can give you that. But like yeah. you know, anyway. So he says it's mostly all of his little small stuff that Emily keeps getting mad about. And it's, you know, she he thinks it's really more about this super stressful thing that she's pregnant. Um gosh. and it's still a huge secret. So while they're setting up the tables, he kind of makes one more plea to just be like, can we please just tell everyone it would be so much easier if we did. But Emily is like, no, stop talking about it. No. Um, Kobe is rightly – his concern is mostly that her dad is going to find out and he's going to find out by um, something else besides him or them telling him, which is just going to make the situation way worse. Anyway, so she's so gone so far deep into keeping this secret – that she's also brought in some non-alcoholic beer. They got koozies to cover up the labels. And she makes – she has plans to like, you know, make make drinks that look like drinks that aren't drinks. So she can fake drinking and no one's going to ask, why are you not having a beer? So anyway, they get to the party and they talk a lot about the traditional Cameroonian wear that Kobe and a lot of other people at the wedding are wearing. I don't know where they got it, but it seemed like a thing. We're going to dress in Cameroonian stuff. So good. Anyway, Kobe wishes his family could be there for everything instead of just his clothes, but his parents aren't doing too well health-wise and travel is just too much. So Emily tells us she, she's been feeling uneasy about everything and steps outside for some fresh air. So Kobe goes with her and, you know, Emily's going to Emily. So she has to bring everything up that they fought about the past two episodes up again. So she asks Kobe if he's nervous and basically he's in the mindset that what would I be nervous about? I already decided to come to America and marry you. This is like just part of it. I've already, I've already made my step. Um, But, you know, for her, not so much. She says she's just been finding out all these things about him and, you know, it, it's just coming out of the woodwork and Kobe starts getting pretty pissed now. And he asks, what do you think? I'm just here for the benefits. Um, And her perhaps, perhaps edited in silence, but it's not really uh helping this helping anything and he feels very insulted so he says he's tried everything he can to reassure her but he can't take this shit anymore so he point blank lays it out on the table i gave up everything for you and you still don't trust me and in you know good storytelling uh callback walks away and tells her to fuck off oh gosh so but of course emily uses this not as like a, a way to be like did i do something wrong w was there something i said am i being too worried about this stuff no 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 she blames it's him being defensive and she was looking for reassurance. All right. So, I mean, geez, how, how could you marry somebody that literally tells you the day before the wedding they don't trust you? Yeah, this is also an example of a couple <laughs> that should not be getting married. Nobody but should be married to Emily. Nobody. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, though, Kobe, he cares about family. He cares about the fact that he has a family mm -hmm. with them, like marriage or not. And so he's going to stick with them yeah. and he's going to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's another one of those bad situations. If if she did not have their son, there is mm -hmm. a 0% chance he would be with her. Yeah, I don't think he would either. And I think he recognizes that he is going to be unhappy or if not unhappy. And I think that was the biggest reason why he's trying to move to Ohio. 
He's trying to move to Ohio to try to better his situation because he's just like, well, if I'm going to have to deal with this person, I'm going to need a village. Yes. Right. And my village is going to be my Cameroonian community in Ohio. Yeah. And I don't even know how strongly he was looking into moving to Ohio. Right. Right. Well, that was kind of the interesting part to me, too. So, like I said, I know these episodes kind of melded together a little bit. But Emily's like very transparent. Like, I went snooping on your iPad, but like giving this very long winded like justification of how she accidentally came across it. It's just like, okay, just admit you were snooping on the iPad and you found these like one bedroom apartment searches. Come on now. And it was. I mean, and that, that, that was that was my life lesson from last time. Like, please, if you looked at my the history on Zillow, you would yeah. think I was up to all kinds of shit because, like, <laughs> I am everywhere on that thing, right? It means like absolutely nothing. Like, mm-hmm. and yes, it's okay for him to like consider what might be better for them. It's like you know what I'm saying. She's just saying, no, I've already. It's the same thing as Patrick. I've already decided what's best. It's not a discussion. Yeah, like that's frustrating. And, and that, Absolutely. that is frustrating. And it, they might have a discussion and they might decide she might be able to convince him that actually my family is going to be a stronger support structure than your Cameroonian mm-hmm. village. That's a reasonable right. argument, right? Yeah. But she doesn't make that argument. She makes we're not having this discussion. Shut up. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's like really annoying. She does that, which is why she would be the most frustrating person to be with. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, though, that I just they touched upon it very slightly, like she mentioned it. But it's just like I would be more concerned about that. The whole uh, fact that it was a one bedroom. So it's like, what is right. your intention? Are you trying to move there by yourself? Are you saying like we as a family of soon to be four are all going to live in one bedroom? Right. Or is this like, a oh, we're just trying to see whatever is the cheapest. And that's the reason why I'm looking at one bedrooms. Yeah, I'm. Um- who knows? Like, I, I, again, if you're looking at my Zillow searches, right, I am definitely going to be like, huh, what I'm looking for isn't available. Let me change this. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. That's what's there. Oh, I see that. Right. You know, maybe. Right. And then you start clicking around. You start looking at stuff like it's gets. And then once you're looking for that stuff, it just turns into a, you know, like a Wikipedia just <laughs> rabbit hole. But you keep going deeper and deeper. And you're like, why am I looking at barrels? I don't understand how I got here. <laughs> like, Oh, goodness. Right. And so and that's the kind of stuff it's at. But like, I don't know. And she, she's way, making way too much out of his like this misogyny and him thinking the man is like – where it was a, kind of one of the things he just was like trying not to argue with his friend in front of everybody. It was just like, right. yeah, sure. I don't know. It's just – it. she's just super overreacting to literally everything. Yeah. Except yeah. the one thing she should be taking seriously of keeping this pregnancy a secret. Like <laughs> – the one thing she's not reacting properly to is the pregnancy. I feel like I understand where Kobe's coming from because she made it sound like she just really wanted to keep it from her family specifically. Oh, so sure. I would, yeah. I would kind of feel like, oh, well, I can tell my best friend as long as I swear them to secrecy. And I mean, depending on your friend, if they really can't keep a secret, especially since the friend is going to be mingling with the family right. during the wedding. Right, right. I mean, yeah, he let it – it took like three seconds before he let it slip back to Emily. So probably not the best lockbox <laughs> to keep that secret in. It's just right. like – I mean, I don't know. It's just the family is like – it's it's not going to be good like when they do find out, right? Yeah. Because when they do find out, it's going to be like they can do the math, 
right? All the whole family is going to be able to, to count that back when you tell when the date baby is due and be like, wait a second, you waited until after the wedding to tell us? Right. Gosh. You purposely yeah. waited until after the wedding to tell us, didn't you? Like, that's jerky. We never said Emily made the best decisions. In fact, I think we've claimed the opposite. Yeah. It's just, but but that's a thing. It's another thing that, that Kobe is like, no, nah, I'm telling him. It, yeah. This is one thing where he could claim it and he could be like, yeah, you've made your decision. I'm not discussing it. I'm telling them. Because right. he's right. If the dad finds out from anybody besides him or both of them together, even if the dad mm-hmm. finds out just from Emily and not from Kobe, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Right? And he's right. Oh, he's gosh. like, I'm on the shit list already. I'm. This is putting me further on the shit list. I need to minimize this as much as I can. And part of that involves being upfront and honest and telling the dude what's up. Yeah, definitely. Because when they find out it's a secret, they're not going to blame Emily because they don't blame Emily for shit. Yeah. Super annoying. Well, we wonder why Emily is the way she is. Yeah, right. All right. So we did not hear from Kara and Guillermo uh, because they got married yes. in the last episode. And uh, I will say one thing. Kara's hair annoyed me so much. What was it with that big swoop in front of her face? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, oh, my I just, gosh. I was just – I was just – okay, so I, I kind of was trying to say this. Like, it looked to me like it was going to be those tight curls that, like, are yes. plastered to your head. Sure. And I was – and so anything that wasn't that, I was like, oh, that's much better <laughs> than what I was expecting to come oh, out. Oh, no. It was just, like, that big poof. I was just like, oh, goodness. What is going on? But other than that, everything else, I thought her dress was really beautiful. I thought – Guillermo's thing, I don't know. Like, his suit was very nicely fitted. I questioned the whole, like, blue that kind of looks like denim because it made it look like he was wearing a jean suit. Yeah, I could see that. I bet it looked better in person than it does like, yeah, him on TV. Well, I hope so. But yeah. I guess they were kind of going for that barnyard theme. Oh, so. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did like he did like the barnyard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, they all got married. So it looks like we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon since uh, we concluded a couple other couples with uh, weddings this week. Right. So it looks like we may have one more episode and maybe even part of a tell-all. A I tell-all. feel like they've done yeah. that in the past. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They might have a – yeah, I've seen that. Part it's like a, one a, of the a, tell-all. An hour, an hour episode and then the first hour of the tell-all and then the next week right. they'll do the other semester of the tell-all. Yeah, yeah that so that's it. a possibility for next week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so out of the group you saw this week, who was your student of the week? Uh, Benny, I guess. Um, okay. Well, I don't know. It's easy to pick somebody who gets married because they never make them look right. bad. Um, but, you know, he was into it. He was cutting hair. He was stepping on the glass and, right, doing all the <laughs> stuff he was. I liked, put it this way, I liked, do you remember they kind of showed when they did the baptism at his church and mm-hmm. Ari had no idea what was happening at any point right. in the ceremony. And he was like, yeah. you're hitting me with books and now there's oil. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> at least maybe I'll give it to the rabbi because he was like, I'm going to explain to you what is about to happen right now and why it's right. happening. And then it happens. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, yeah. My student of the week was actually Shida. This poor girl, like going through all these stupid pranks. Oh, yeah. It's like she – Held it together the best she could, you know, considering she didn't think it was a prank. Right. She's just too gullible, too. There was no yelling. She should have known it was a prank. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know, you know? I wouldn't put it past some people. And that's the thing. You don't know her well enough to pull a prank then. Like, if she's not going to know if it's a prank or not, then you don't know her well enough to do it. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Uh, what about your dunce? I mean, it's easy, but Emily. I, I went with Emily too. It's like, like oh my god, always go with Emily. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but this time, yeah, definitely. That is just not what you bring up the day before you're going to get married. It's right. Absurd. Yeah. All right. What about your life lesson? Um. So I was. I say when you're getting married, you know, be like Eve. Like there's a lot of things that can go wrong on your wedding day. There's a lot of things that are mm-hmm. going to go wrong on your wedding day. Yeah. Just roll with it. Like, yeah. She was like, it's fine. That's what he wanted. He wanted to take off his suit. So he did. And it's great. I got married yeah. today and still enjoy the day. Right. Just enjoy the day and not fret over all the little things that can go wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good advice. Uh, okay, so my life lesson is uh, directed towards Jabri's family. Mm. There's some important life events that you just make happen no matter what because you know that even though they might not necessarily hold a grudge against you, they'll always remember that you weren't there. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. yeah. And they have to you have to explain to their kids, like, where was grandma? <laughs> yeah. Like, in the wedding pictures, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's just something like even right now, uh, my partner's having a pretty major birthday coming up and his friends have really just not stepped up when it comes to committing to, you know, celebrating something that he planned. And he is incredibly disappointed with his friends right now because it's like he just – it. He's not mad at them and he's not holding a grudge, but it's one of those things where it makes him feel less important to them. Sure. You know, so. Yeah. And he's going to remember it, uh, you know, (laughs) and that sucks. But Jabri's going to remember that his parents weren't there. Mm hmm. It's true. Yeah. All right. All right. So next week, you're going to be gone. Next week, I'm out. Yeah. And I don't even know who's going to co-host. I'm going to find someone. I don't know. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know what we'll do if I can't find someone to co-host with. Will we maybe go extra late? Maybe. I mean, I maybe cover two and one. Possibly. We'll 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 let everybody know. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out when when we're back. We're back. <laughs> yeah. So we apologize in advance, and I mean, I'm not going to blame you because I was gone for two weeks already. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then Love After Lockup has just started back up, uh-huh. or I guess it's Life After Lockup at the moment. Yes. So we uh, do have a podcast on that. Uh, so if you want to check that out, yeah, yeah, be, that'll be that'll be up around the same time this one is. All right. So uh, until the next time we see y'all. All right. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Good.